Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Smells like football, baby. <laughs> What is up and welcome into the Fantasy Football Smackdown. I'm your host, Kyle August. You can follow me on Twitter at KyleMonth8. It is Tuesday, October 19th. Week 6 is in the books. We're heading to Week 7. And today I got you covered with my waiver wire rankings heading into the worst bye week uh, we'll probably experience this season. We have a ton of teams on bye. Six teams on bye total with lots of firepower going to be missing in action this week, in addition to all the injuries that we're already dealing with. Uh, so we got to add these players. We got to get that extra edge on the rest of our league. So appreciate you checking out today's podcast. Real quick, just to remind you guys at the top, if you're not already, subscribe over on YouTube and turn those notifications on so you're notified when we go live. Fantasy Football Smackdown every Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, covering your start sits, taking your questions. Really love interacting with you guys there. So going to be back later on in the week with my starts and sits for week seven. Waiver wire sniping every Saturday, YouTube only. So be sure you're checking out that show. More bye weeks to come even after this. Uh, even though it's going to feel like we can't take any more bye weeks, we're going to have some coming up. Uh, so waiver wire sniping is going to be just as important as always. So that's YouTube only every Saturday. So appreciate checking out this show. If you're listening on a podcast, wherever you listen to this, Rate and review. If you're on Apple Podcasts, that's huge. means a lot if we see those five-star reviews coming in. Uh, we're we're creeping up on halfway through the fancy regular season uh, just after this week for most of us now that we have 14 regular season weeks. So still lots of work to put in, but hopefully you guys are having a successful season so far as we're heading into a big week seven. So if you're watching on YouTube here, you're going to see all my notes from uh, from my rankings for this week. So if you're not listening, if you're not watching on YouTube, you're missing out on uh, some of this content. So be sure to subscribe over there and check me out uh, on YouTube. All right, here we go. Finally got it all set up. We're going to roll right into this. I mentioned the bye weeks. They suck this week. No doubt. Uh, we got six teams on bye. little note as well. I am recording this prior to Monday Night Football, Bills and Titans. So adjust anything here for any news that drops from uh, from that game. But again, if you're following me on Twitter at Kyle Month 8, I got you covered with any of those takes. All right, teams that are going to be out this week. Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys, Jacksonville Jags, Los Angeles Chargers, Minnesota Vikings, Pittsburgh Steelers. You're talking about some of the biggest names in fantasy all out this week from Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins has been, has been good this season. People have been using him. You're talking about Zeke, Lamb, Cooper, you know, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, the Pittsburgh wide receiver, wide receivers, Najee Harris, the Vikings wide receivers, tons of firepower gone off your rosters this week. So if you're looking at your team, if you're setting that lineup and it feels gross, 
you're not alone. There's more than just you that's suffering through this week. So we got a lot of work to do. Let's dive into it. My top three ads, regardless of position, under 50% owned. Number one's J.D. McKissick. He's already been a playable running back this season. The game script for Washington has often been in his favor. Uh, he's heavily involved in the passing game, and he showed it again on Sunday with another great game. Add in the fact that Antonio Gibson's dealing with injury right now and had to leave that game. I think this is a guy that needs to be rostered everywhere. Uh, so be sure you're taking a look at him. He's 42% owned, gets Green Bay this week. Number two on this list for me is Rashad Bateman. The rookie made his his NFL debut last week. He gets Cincinnati this week, 28% owned. And Dearness Johnson comes in at number three, 2% owned, could be next man up for the Cleveland Browns as they get a short week against the Denver Broncos in Cleveland. All right, let's dive into these a little bit deeper. Quarterbacks. I put on this list at the very top, is Matt Ryan. He's 55% on, which is over that streamer threshold for me usually. But because the Falcons are coming off a bye week, I feel like he was dropped in a lot of leagues because he was on bye, obviously on top of the fact that he hasn't been spectacular for fantasy. But he's definitely usable this week. The Atlanta Falcons are going to be returning off the bye week, heading to Miami, who is coming back from London. No post-London bye week for the Dolphins. Not sure who they pissed off but they don't get the benefit of that post-London bye. They get to face the Atlanta Falcons, What you could argue is like half a bye week, but I still like Matt Ryan this week. 55% owned in Yahoo leagues. He would be my top streaming option if he's out there. Not only does he get Miami this week, he gets Carolina in week eight, so I think that he's a fine option to go get and could be a two-week play for you guys if you've been streaming anyway. Number two on this list is Jameis Winston, also returning from the bye week this week. He was dropped in a bunch of leagues. Uh, in week six, he's 37% owned. The Saints are going to be on the road at the Seahawks. I think Jameis is a fine play this week, but then gets some really nice matchups over the next month as well. After Seattle, the Saints are back at home against Tampa and Atlanta, then at Tennessee, at Philadelphia. I think you can start him in almost every single one of those matchups and feel pretty confident uh, as much as you can starting Jameis Winston uh, and this new Jameis Winston, right, where he's been a little bit kind of reeled in a bit, but I think Jameis can be a fine fantasy option, at least for the next three to four weeks. And I like him as a streamer this week uh, when bye week hell is upon us. Number three on this list is put Derek Carr. He's also just above that threshold, 52% owned. His ownership went down quite a bit with all the fiasco things going on with Las Vegas, but he put up a fine performance against a tough matchup in Denver. Uh, now, he does have a buy after week seven, so this is just a pure one-week play, but I added him on here because, again, we have a lot of quarterbacks on buy. You could argue that at least four to five of these quarterbacks are on buy were players that we were starting uh, every week or at least streaming. Number four on this list, I put Justin Fields. Probably his best NFL performance last week at home against the Green Bay Packers. Still has not put up those gaudy fantasy numbers yet, but he did have a season-high 43 rushing yards. It looked a little bit more accurate, a little bit more comfortable, uh, he, and he's going up against Tampa Bay. Fields is 32% owned, is going to be in a matchup where he's going to have to put up points. So I'm going to take a shot on Justin Fields at number four on my list, second among quarterbacks under 50% owned. Number five on this list is Daniel Jones. He's coming off back. He's coming off a dud game after getting knocked out in that Dallas game two weeks ago. Came back, was absolute trash against the Rams. I get it. But he gets Carolina this week. Then he has Kansas City the week after. Then the Raiders uh, the week after that. So this could be at least a multi-week play. I like him this week against 
the Panthers. I like him also against Kansas City in two weeks. So I like adding him here, obviously. Carolina, his matchup for week seven, has given up 23 or more fantasy points to the last three quarterbacks they've faced. That, that included Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts, and Kirk Cousins. Is Daniel Jones on the Dak or Hurts uh, level? Probably not. But is he as good as Kirk Cousins? I think on his on a good day, he can be. So I like Daniel Jones against Carolina, 33% owned as number five on my QB list. Number six is Trey Lance. Now, full disclosure, he did not practice Monday, deal with an injury. He's also coming back off the bye week, and we didn't hear a lot about his knee injury uh, following their week five matchup. So if I knew he was healthy, he'd probably be at number four, maybe even number three on this list because I like the rushing upside for this kid. But right now, a lot of question marks. He gets at in, he's uh, at home against Indianapolis. That's going to be a primetime game, I believe, too. So you're going to have to keep an eye out for that 31% home. Number seven, Carson Wentz. Uh, in that same matchup against the 49ers, 35% own. Wentz has been solid as of late. Two, uh, At least he has two passing touchdowns in his last three games, 17 or more fantasy points in all but one game this year, but most of them have been around that 17-18 mark. So, again, he's not going to blow the door off. But this week, you know, if you're if you're rolling with uh, Allen or Dak or Herbert, you probably didn't keep a backup, so you're going to be streaming. That's why I expanded this list a little bit more this week. And number eight on this list, I put Tua. Uh Tons of pass attempts last week. Their defense has been pretty bad. Again, they're playing Atlanta short week, seven, 17% owned. Uh, you could add to a, if you're out of options there, he's the most available. And I added on this list just at the bottom, just to note Case Keenum. I would not start him in a normal one QB league, but if you're in a super flex league, I'm adding this guy, if anything, just to block. You never know with all these other uh, teams on by if you can get an opponent to only be rolling one QB I'm I'm trying to take advantage of that so just look be on the lookout for case Keenum in those super flex leagues all right let's move on to the running backs lots covered there with those QBs running backs I put Michael Carter on this list again sub 50 is usually my cut but Carter's 52% owned and with the Jets on a buy last week I feel like he might have been tried to stash in some of those more shallow leagues on the wire so just double check make sure he's there back-to-back games with a touchdown and 10 or more carries uh, before the Jets bye week, he gets New England this week. Number two uh, and number one, uh, as far as sub 50, is J.D. McKissick, who's my number one overall ad this week. He had a team-high 10 targets last week, had eight carries as well. Those carry numbers could go up if Gibson is out. He's already been a target monster when you compare him to the position. So McKissick is a is pretty much a must-add for me, 42% owned in half and full PPR leagues. Number three is Dearness Johnson. If I knew that Nick Chubb was going to be out, then you could make the argument for him towards the top of this list. But Chubb could play this week after sitting out week six. Kareem Hunt has been ruled out, so I think Johnson's still worth an add, even in 12-team leagues. He's only 2% owned. Again, short week for the Browns. Uh, going to be at home against Denver. Tougher matchup, but uh, Johnson should be added even in 12-team leagues. Number four on this list, Ramondre Stevenson. Again, if I knew Chubb was active, I'd probably put Stevenson over Dearness Johnson, but because of that question mark, I got to put Johnson at three and Stevenson at four. Uh, the Patriots are playing the Jets this week. Stevenson's 11% owned. He had three targets, which actually was more than Brandon Bolden, the most among the Patriots running backs. He scored his first NFL touchdown, and Damian Harris has been a little bit banged up. So Stevenson, a little bit more, maybe just like a handcuff plus right now, but he needs to be added. Number five on this list, I put the Seattle running backs. Alex Collins is over the 50% threshold, as he should be. Uh, but the Seahawks are playing on Monday night football next week. Yay for us. Uh, so it's going to be Rashad Penny coming back from IR this week, according to Pete Carroll. Uh, full go. Uh, we'll see what that looks like. Uh, or DJ Dallas. He's 2% owned. So Penny's 7% owned. Dallas is 2% owned. 
I don't know if I'm necessarily adding these guys unless I'm super desperate or if I'm the Alex Collins owner just to protect myself a bit on Monday Night Football. But as of right now, Collins has not been ruled out. But Chris Carson has been placed on IR, so you're looking at at least two more weeks with Carson unavailable. So need to be taking a look at this backfield. Uh, deeper league ads at the running back position. Devonta Freeman gets the uh, Cincinnati Bengals this week. He's 2% owned. Uh, we saw Latavius Murray leave that game early, a little bit banged up, but they rotated the uh, the 2015 Hall of Fame class of running backs, whatever that was, with Freeman, Bell, and Lat Murray. Uh, Freeman could be next man up, but uh, again, deeper leagues only. And then Jarrett Patterson, again, I mentioned the Gibson injury. Patterson, the rookie running back for the Washington football team, he's 1% owned. He's just a stash right now. All right, moving on to the wide receivers. Uh, there are two guys that are right around that 50% threshold. Number one is Sterling Shepard. He's 52% owned, was dealing with the injury, wasn't really heard that he was going to be active till late in the weekend, and then he was an active, he was an active play on Sunday, which is good uh, because they needed him. Uh, a lot of injuries there in that wide receiver core. Kadarius Tony went down early, and that led to Sterling Shepard seeing 14 targets, 10 receptions in his first game back off the injury. He's 52% owned. Just double-check that he wasn't dropped. He was never put on IR, so it's harder to kind of stash those injured players, so it's possible he could be out there. Miko Hardman is right at 50% owned. I want to note him. He's got five or more receptions and four or six. Tyree Kill dealing with a little bit of an injury. Travis Kelsey a little bit banged up. And, you know, you just I want those pieces of the Chiefs offense, and I think Hardman's the best of the remaining bunch. All right, sub-50. Here we go. Number one at the wide receiver is Rashad Bateman, the rookie. Uh, had led the team in targets his first week out. He's 28% owned. I think better is ahead for this guy. They pretty much had, could take it easy there in that second half. And with Watkins out, I think this has opened the door for Bateman to be a solid fantasy contributor. Uh, he needs to be closer to 40 to 50% owned right now, in my opinion. Number two is Darnell Mooney. Caught the touchdown pass last week. Uh, with fields progressing, hopefully that means Mooney can continue to be fantasy relevant. I like him this week against Tampa, who should have uh who the bear with the bears playing catch up number three on this list is ty hilton returned from the ir and was active right away saw four targets turned it into four receptions for 80 yards he did leave that game with an injury but it was a complete blowout there didn't seem to be a lot of concern on the colt side of the ball 39 percent owned ty hilton it comes in at number three number four on this list is tim patrick jerry judy is not likely to be back this week Maybe he's back in week eight. We'll see. But Patrick has been 11 or more fantasy points in all but one game this year. I think he's a fine wide receiver three this week with all these teams on by. Denver gets Washington and Dallas in weeks eight and nine. So if Patrick can stay relevant, those are some good matchups for him. And then number five on this list is Amon Ross St. Brown. The rookie saw seven targets again on Sunday. That's his third straight game with seven or more targets. Gets the Rams this week. He's 23% owned. Those targets have not led to a ton of fantasy production. He did get a two-point conversion on Sunday. Uh, but I just think, you know, this is an offense that has struggled to move the ball despite them having a game script that would, uh, you know, produce a lot of passing. Um, so hopefully if that does get turned around, St. Brown is the benefactor there. Deep league adds that wide receiver. Nico Collins, first game back for the rookie, had six targets. Uh, the rookie for the Houston Texans, he's 1% owned. And if you're looking super, super deep, keep an eye. If Kadarius Tony's out, if – uh, Kenny Galladay continues to be out. And if uh, Darius Slayton, I'm trying to remember all these freaking names for the Giants wide receivers, Dante Pettis saw 10 targets. Yes, that Dante Pettis uh, was elevated from the practice squad and saw a lot of looks right away. So if you're looking super, super deep, especially with six teams on by, uh, there you go. Uh, you can thank me later. All right, tight ends. 
Number one streamer for me far and away is Ricky Seals Jones. He's been real. He's been really good for tight end standards without Logan Thomas. He'll be the, he'll be the play again this week against the green Bay Packers, 29% owned last two games. RSJ has put up 15 target has 15 targets and has put up nine receptions for 99 yards and the touch. I think he's your best streaming option at tight end this week. Number two is Evan Ingram. Not as inspiring. Even with all the injuries, he's still not getting a ton of looks. He's 33% owned against Carolina. I like the outlook for that offense against the Panthers. Uh, number four, Gerald, uh, Gerald Everett. He only saw three targets in his return, but he's still the receiving tight end for the Seahawks. 31% owned. Don't love it. I even debated putting this guy a little bit higher. CJ Uzama. I know he had the breakout game, quote unquote, a couple weeks back with the two touchdowns uh, and then put up a dud. Caught a touchdown this last week. 6% owned against Baltimore. Baltimore has given up four touchdowns to tight ends on the season. Uh, so I think Uzama, if you're looking at a super deep, uh, needy team, if you were playing like Dan Arnold last week, as an example, uh, who's back on by this week, or you've been playing Jared Cook, right? I think Uzama could be worth a look again, only 6% own. And then last but not least, let's cover the DSTs for you guys out there. And again, I cannot stress this enough. I said it on waiver wire sniping. So hopefully these guys are already on your team. The number one far and away is New Orleans Saints. I know it's on the road, but they get Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. The Saints are 40% owned, and this is your best option. If you have to spend a little bit of fab money when you usually don't on streaming DST, I would highly recommend you do that now. I don't love any of the other streaming options this week. The Saints are far and away the best. Again, 40% owned, so they may not be available in your league, especially if your league mates listen to waiver wire sniping because they'd already be on their team by now. Uh, number two on this list is the Raiders. They, they're going to be back at home against the Eagles, 13% owned. They've been pr pretty consistent as far as getting pressure on the quarterback there. So I just take the shot on hopefully them picking up a few sacks against Jalen Hurts. And number three on this list is the Seahawks in that same matchup. Maybe Jameis turns into turnover Jameis once again, but it's in Seattle, 8% owned. You could take the look there. All right, there you have it. There's the waiver wire heading into week seven. Again, tons of teams on by. So when you're setting those lineups, don't get overly concerned that you're missing a lot of firepower because a lot of teams are this week. So again, if you follow me on Twitter at Kyle month eight, hit me up with any of your fantasy questions. Also again, 7 PM Eastern time right here on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, 7 PM Eastern time live starts at questions. Come on in, hang out, leave your questions in the chat. We'll get to all of them here live on the show as we cover some of my favorite starts and sits for the week. But until then, good luck on the wire tonight. You're going to need it. Lots of guys are going to be looking for replacements uh, and I'll catch you later on in the week with some starts and sets. See you guys.